This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bucknutters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, December 16th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Bill Bank Green. Bank, tons of stuff to talk about on today's show. Let's just start right at the top with Jeff Halfley off to Boston College. What are you hearing? Who's the most likely name to replace him, and is it Kerry Combs? Yeah, I don't have a name. You know, this is, you know, Ryan Day kind of shocked everybody last year. You know, nobody saw Greg Madison coming aboard. Nobody saw Jeff Halfley coming aboard. Nobody had ever heard of Jeff Halfley. You know, when we saw the name Matt Barnes come up, I was thinking of the pitcher for the Red Sox or the three-point shooter out of the NBA. You know, Al Washington was kind of a predictable one there. But, you know, so we'll see on this one. Um, I do not have a name. You know, I saw, I've seen a bunch of them bandied about. A lot of them make sense. Um, you know, specifically on Kerry Combs, it's tough to say, you know, he, he left Ohio state to go into the NFL for a reason. Um, everything is still the same for him, you know, at Tennessee, Brable's still the head coach. And, you know, I would imagine that situation is probably still the same. They've gotten better. They have a shot at the playoffs. So I don't know if he would return or not. Uh, it all depends on how he looks on that move to leave Ohio State in the first place. Does he look back with regret and wish he'd have never left and is pining for the opportunity to get back? If he, if he is, then I think it makes a ton of sense uh, to bring Kerry Combs back, although his philosophy is kind of different. He, he's more in line with Chris Ash, and it's really not in line with you know, the Madison philosophy, but yet great coaches can adapt, you know, and I have no doubt that Kerry Combs would be able to flourish under Greg Madison, and the guy is an amazing recruiter, and that probably will never change. So, uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense from Ryan Day's point of view to get Kerry back here. He's now got NFL experience, which kind of makes him more desirable than he was, you know, before he left, Um, but we got to see – you know, how Kerry Combs feels about life in the NFL where there's no recruiting. And there's a lot of time to play golf in the NFL in the offseason, where in college the the official visits are going to start. You know, it's kind of hard to believe, but the official visits start up April 1. So there's not a lot of time to play golf or to have any relaxation when you're a college coach. So we'll see how Kerry feels about that. Uh, to me, it makes sense from Ohio State's point of view. Yeah, Bank, I think if uh, if Kerry was being offered, you know, his 
the job that he used to have as Ohio State's uh, cornerbacks coach and special teams coach and everything else, that you know, the titles that he had, even with a, a pay raise compared to what he's getting right now with the Titans, I don't think he'd be interested. For those that are wondering, he's getting, he's getting paid around $750,000 with the Tennessee Titans. But in this situation, he'd be coming back to Ohio State as co-defensive coordinator. He'd be calling the defense along with Greg Madison. Just He'd be replacing Jeff Halfley, obviously. And there's talk that Ohio State could perhaps double his salary, maybe up to $1.5 million. This is, you know, who knows if there's a lot of times when these numbers are thrown out there, as you know, it just ends up being a bunch of BS. But um, under that scenario, I could see Kerry Combs being interested. Again, I don't think he'd be interested in coming back under the same role he had previously, but this would be a bigger role, a chance for him to help call a defense, make a lot more money. I think under that scenario, he might be interested. What do you think? At $1.5 million, he's probably reaching for the pen. Um, the only thing would be <laughs> the NFL is a lot different than college, you know, in terms of, you know, the tampering stuff. Um, Halfley right now can do both jobs. He can serve Ohio State and he can serve B.C., split the jobs. Kerry Combs is not leaving um, the Titans until their season's over, even if he wanted to come to Ohio State. So you wouldn't be able to get him doing both jobs like you could if you hired, say, a college coach who's in a bowl game right now. He could do both jobs. That's not going to happen if you hire Kerry Combs. You're not getting him until the day after the Titans season ends. What's the impact on recruiting that you're hearing, like especially with Clark Phillips? Like, What's the latest with Clark Phillips? I know he took the official visit to Utah. Do you think Clark Phillips will sign with Ohio State two days from now? Yeah, with Phillips um, taking this late official – and then still planning on signing here in a couple of days. I don't know specifically what's going on with Clark Phillips. I can only draw on some past experiences of some of the kids that I've covered that have done this. There's a couple of things that I look for, Dave. And the first thing is, was the school that, you know, notified that he was going to take this visit? And in this case, the answer is yes. Ohio State was notified by Phillips that he was going to take this visit to Utah. That's a plus for Ohio State. A lot of times when these flips are going to occur, they just they don't tell this school that they're going on the visit. The school reads about it on the Internet. The second part of this is what is the communication? Now, that visit is now over. You know, midnight last night, all, all visits are shut off. So where does Clark Phillips go from here in terms of communication with Ohio State? If he's planning on flipping to Utah, my experience in the past has been that he will not answer calls, texts, emails, letters in the mail, you know, carrier pigeons. There will be no contact, you know, with Ohio State if he's made the decision to flip to Utah. So the first box of him staying was checked when he did notify Ohio State of the visit. The second part of this will happen today, um, in my opinion, does Clark Phillips resume communication with Ohio State? If it doesn't, then he's going to sign with Utah. So right now I don't think he's gone. I wouldn't say that. Um, but I'll know more here in the next 24 hours. We should be able to figure out what he's going to do. Uh, the fact that he did tell Ohio State he was taking the visit, I believe, is a positive for Ohio State. What about some of the other commitments, Lathan Ransom, anybody else that might be um... – on the fence or might not be a sure thing about signing two days from now? They all have sort of reaffirmed. The one that I would kind of look at is Cam Martinez. And Northwestern is coming at Cam Martinez pretty hard. Um, now, can they 
compete with Ohio State football on the field? No, no. But they are telling Cam, you know, where do you fit in at Ohio State? You know, they've got a ton of receivers there. Are you better than the four they're bringing in now or the guys that are on the roster now? And, and you're five foot ten. I mean, are you, does Ohio State play a lot of five foot ten safeties? Um, so they're, they're talking to him about forming a special package for him where he can play offense and defense for them. You know, so you get the Northwestern degree and then maybe you get an expanded role where they see you, you know, playing offense and defense. Does that appeal to him? I don't know. He was very tight with Jeff Halfley. And, you know, Halfley was the one that stressed to Cam Martinez that I have a plan for you. I have a path for you to the field. You have to trust me. And Cam did trust him. Well, that's gone now. So can Ryan Day step in and just say, hey, everything is the same in how we view you at Ohio State. We love you. We value you. We have a path for you. So that'll be the key there. I think they're good with everybody else. I just want to kind of see what happens with Cam Martinez here. I hate hearing that. I love that kid's film. It's just uh, I hate hearing that, but hopefully he uh, becomes a Buckeye man. They they gotta they gotta lock him down because I really like Cam Martinez. Switching gears, I want to get into the impact this could have on Ohio State's preparation for Clemson, if at all, as far as Jeff Halfley taking the Boston College job, and even though he's going to stay on with Ohio State through the playoff run, just what impact this will have on Clemson. There's been a lot of debate about this on message boards and social media. Our friend Alex Gleitman, as well as Randy Wade, Sean Wade's dad. Uh, who I really like and respect. You know, those guys uh, had a healthy debate on Twitter about it, and that's just one of many examples. And uh, just wonder where you're know, curious where you come down on this. You know, maybe I'm being naive, but I just look at what happened in 2014 with Tom Herman. He took the Houston job, you know, right after Ohio State, you know, won the Big Ten championship, uh, stayed on for the playoffs, and we all know how that turned out. And I just feel like Jeff Halfley, you know, doesn't mean they're going to win the national championship, but I think he's going to be focused on beating Clemson, doing everything he can to beat Clemson, and try and get that national championship under his belt You know, as, as a defensive coordinator. So uh, just where do you come down on that bank? What's the impact as far as Ohio State's preparation for Clemson in the playoffs with Halfley trying to do two jobs at once? Well, I think it's, it's zero. I mean, I, don't think, I, I think it goes on in every school facing every bowl game for the most part. I mean, Clemson's going through this. They lost their assistant OC. Um, Jeff Athlete does not call the Ohio State defense. Okay, Greg Madison does. Greg, Greg is the dude. He makes 1.1 million. Okay, and they brought him back to call this defense. He's not an active recruiter. You know, he does his share, but his job is to get that defense called. So, um, I don't think it's that big a deal. You know, and you know maybe I'm wrong here, but I just think Ryan Day, if he felt halfway was a, a net minus at this point. He would fire him, and he would just tell him, go, go to B.C. and enjoy yourself. And, you know, you can bring someone on temporarily. He could have hired Chris Ash for, you know, for two weeks and told Chris, you know, go to Texas after you help us win a national title here. They can promote Matt Turin, who will give you 110% 24 hours a day. So, to me, I think if Ryan Day felt, that this was going to be a distraction or he had a coach that wasn't pulling his weight, he would tell him, you know, go enjoy your time at BC. Thanks for everything you did and don't come back. Nick Saban got rid of Wayne Tiffin a week before the national title game. That was after winning a semifinal game. You know, these coaches aren't going to play around. 
I mean, and I can't believe Jeff Hasley doesn't want that national title under his belt. I mean, that alone is going to help him more at BC than anything he can do in the next two to three weeks. What is he going to do between now, you know, I mean, in February 1 or whatever, you know, that a lot of this is dead period right now. So the best thing Jeff Hathley can do for his career is to win a national title at Ohio State and have these defensive backs on point the whole time. That will help Jeff Hathley recruit. That'll raise his star. That'll put eyes on D.C. There would be no eyes on Boston College here without Hathley coaching in the playoffs. And it's going to be a story throughout the Clemson game if Ohio State wins. It'll continue to be a story throughout the LSU game. This is going to put a lot of eyes on B.C. Now, if his DBs go out and give up 50 and get murdered by Trevor Lawrence, that is not going to help Jeff Hathley at all. It is in Jeff Hathley's best interest to have his defensive backs on point and playing awesome in the playoffs. That is going to help Jeff Hathley in the long run, and it also helps Ohio State in the long run. So, to me, this is a zero. It's not an issue. But, you know, that's just my opinion. It's my opinion, too. Very well said. Um, I'm not just saying very well said because uh, we agree. That that was very well said. Um, Speaking of the matchup between the Buckeyes and the Tigers, um, how are you feeling about this? You know, I mean, it's going to be here before we know it. It's just we're all focused on, myself included, with signing day just two days from now. we got Christmas coming up, and then, boom, the game's going to be here before we know it. It's it's a week from Saturday, uh, December 28th. Um, Buckeyes are two-point underdogs. I like that they're not getting a lot of disres- or they're not they're not getting any respect from Clemson in my opinion. I love that. Um, where do you come down on this matchup? How are you feeling? Well, I usually look at stuff like this year. I made my picks every Friday for the Saturday games, and I usually spent two to three hours on Thursday evening looking at this stuff. So that's probably what I'll do. I'm going to look real closely at this. You know, as we get closer to the game, 48 hours away, I'll start digging into this. My First look is that I, I think Ohio State's the better team, and I think Clemson is a favorite, and two point favorite is nothing in terms of you know Las Vegas. You, you know they jump that thing up over three or get it to six or seven, they're telling you how they feel. Two is basically nothing. So um, I think it's an even game. I, I think Ohio State is better, um, not by much, by an inch, not by a mile. But that's my first look at this is I just think Ohio State is is got some advantages over Clemson, um, mainly the Ohio State offense going against that Clemson defense. I don't think this is the Clemson defense they had last year. That front four is not the same. They're good, but last year's was elite. And I think Ohio State can run the football. And to me, that is the whole – kit and caboodle for Ohio State. When they can run the ball, they are a very, very tough team to stop. Running the ball gets Dobbins and that O-line cranked up. It keeps that defense on the sidelines where they can be rested so that when they are called upon, they're not out there, you know, a, a, a ton. So that's my first look is that Ohio State will be able to run the ball on Clemson, and I think this is going to lead to a victory. I think they're going to win. I mean, I'm not making that prediction now. That's my first look. My first look is that I think Ohio State is slightly the better team. So, But I'll dig into this more as we get closer. 
I just love the opportunity to exercise so many demons uh, as far as playing Clemson. We'll see. I'm with you. I, I you know, um, anything can happen. But I, this is the best Ohio State team that I've ever seen, and you know, I think they're going to win this game. But man, I have a lot of respect for Clemson. They're they're obviously loaded, so it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. But uh, yeah, I do think Ohio State's going to get the job done. Hey, before. Uh, I let you go. Last thing, let's circle back to recruiting bank. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback, obviously from Rancho Cucamonga, California, high four star. Is he in? Is he going to be a Buckeye on Wednesday? I believe he is. I think they've kind of had him in their corner for a while now. Um, th- this weekend, I think cemented it. I think they're getting him. I feel really good about that. I have a crystal ball pick going on C.J. Stroud to Ohio State. And unless we hear something, you know, out of the ordinary here in the next 24, 48 hours, I think the Ohio State's going to sign him on Wednesday. And I love that kid. I just want to add that. I, you know, nobody should look at him as a Chris Chuganoff or Gunnar Hoke fill-in or backup or, you know, placeholder. This kid's a player, okay? And it will not shock me if he's a starting quarterback at Ohio State when Justin Fields leaves. Um, C.J. Stroud's legit. Um, if I had to take one in this class, I like Jack Miller. I like Jack Miller, but you give me one of the two, and I'll take C.J. Stroud. Um, he is not a placeholder. This guy's legit. Great stuff, as always, from Bill Bank Green. Really appreciated, Bank. And just a quick programming note, we will interview Ryan Day today around noon, and we're also going to get about 20 players Usually when Jerry Emick says we're going to get 20 players, we'll probably get about 15. He's going to do his, his best job, but he's going to get as many as we can. But up to 20 players plus Ryan Day beginning at noon today, so keep it locked to Bucknuts for all that. Thanks again to Bill Bank Green, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Five, 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 five,